Hi, everyone. Happy to be back for another episode. I hope you're having a great day today and are excited for the holidays. Hopefully you'll get some me time, some family time, or just time to take a moment, take in the fact that 2023 is almost ending and we are going into a new year. I'm very grateful to for my life and for this podcast and for everyone that's listening and lot, lots of things. So I'm, I'm excited for 2024. And today I'm going to talk about the five different self-care types and some ways that you can practice self-care. All of this might be new to you. You may already know it, but I hope that you can take away some ideas on how you might be able to practice self-care a little bit more if that's something that you feel is lacking in your personal life or, you know, pay it forward and share these ideas with anyone that you know in your life might need a friendly reminder or nudge to indulge in self-care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm going to get right into it. The first type of self-care is physical self-care. So, you know, that can come in a lot of different ways from taking care of your body. So that means like exercising, walking. I'm trying right now to do walking. I have an indoor treadmill, but walking outside as well and getting yourself just moving a little bit. I personally work from home, so it can be easy for me to like sit down on the couch all day if I want to or sit down in a chair and not physically move. So I have realized from being an athlete when I was younger and also on the hustle when I was in New York, walking and some physical activity is helpful and important to mental health. So those are small steps that you can do that, whether it's in the morning, if you don't have time to do it, you know, during the day or at night just even a 10 minute walk outside, inside, just up and down a hallway, getting your heart rate maybe a little up and your body moving. I love an eye mask. Masks are also, in my opinion, a physical form of self-care. Like I get them from Sephora, Target, an eye mask, like Saturday mornings with my coffee, give myself a moment to just ease into the day. Um, you can do it at any day, but or the ones that I put on my face and will like harden and then I rinse them off. My skin just always feels better after I do a mask. I don't do them that often, probably once a month. Every time I do it, I'm like, wow, I took 15 minutes to myself and I feel good. So I wanted to share that. That one's one that's close to home for me. Drinking water. I can attest it's a struggle. I am not the best at it, but I have my Stanley water bottle that my best friend got me for the move that I fill up every morning and have that. So it is an easier way for me to stay hydrated. Drinking water is so important, you know, to make sure that we have energy and just important for the insides of our body. So, and I'm not getting any younger and I know drinking water helps keep me hydrated and being hydrated is, is a good thing for my body. Eating healthy. I can get the munchies sometimes and I, I, you know, and I just want to like eat trail mix and candy and it's it's a it's a bad habit I'm trying to break. Typically I do eat I do eat healthy. Marco and I are conscious of what we eat, making sure we have a good mix of veggies, fruits, you know, proteins. Luckily he's a foodie and loves cooking and he used to 
you know, he's worked at the gym and done like training, physical training. So he knows a lot, which I love uh, because I'm also learning through him. So eating healthy, the what you eat and put inside your body does impact, you know, how your body digests it and the energy that your body is using to digest those foods. So being mindful of what you're eating is a good way to start practicing physical self-care and making sure you get at least seven to nine hours to sleep. This article says nine. I know the average is eight, but you know, I know I have some people, listeners out there that love to sleep. So check out the article, but seven to nine hours, I usually aim for eight and I do feel great when I wake up and like have rested, especially now that I'm in my 30s. I'm like, girl needs to rest. (laughs) It is essential. That is physical self-care. Wanted to give that a good amount of time. Emotional self-care is the next one. This one's really close to home for me because I love, you know, manifesting and I'm working on my personal self-growth. So for emotional self-care, like things you can ask yourself to see if you need more self-care here is like, do you have healthy ways to process your emotions? Do you feel like you have control over your emotions? Because we do, at the end of the day, can only control ourselves. So if you feel like you're finding your emotions like all over the place or even like you're avoiding them, this could be a great sign that to lean in and incorporate emotional self-care activities that will help you process your emotions and find like better ways or new ways to process them that work for you that you know make you feel like good with how like internally and your overall well-being so a few ways to do that if you're single or or in a relationship you know talking to your significant other or a family member a friend someone you can trust like confiding in them talking to them so you have a sounding board and aren't keeping your emotions just in like to yourself. Manifesting exercises is a way that I also practice that and positive affirmations. So that can be from decks and cards out there that have positive affirmations and tips if you need something that's like a reminder or writing them down for yourself as well is a really good exercise to start like reinforcing that. And listening to music, I love because you know, music is so powerful and can be inspiring. It can help you feel seen. So it can help you give you a space to really tap into your emotions and process them. Gratitude journal is another way. I was talking about journaling with Marco at my niece's birthday with another friend and my cousin. Journaling, writing down things that you're grateful for is a great way to tap into your emotions because it really is forcing you to like take them out of your head and put them on paper and really see like what are you grateful for can you spend five minutes a day or 10 minutes a week to write down some things in your gratitude journal and maybe your mind will be reframed a bit and you'll start to see that there are a lot of good things in your life or maybe you're finding yourself needing to actively start trying to integrate activities or anything in your life that can help increase the amount of things that you're grateful for. You know, maybe you need more self-care. So just remember that you can only control you. Try to practice giving yourself grace and self-forgiveness. It can be hard personally for me. And I feel like other people would probably relate to this try to not hold on to things that have happened in the past you know we have a choice we can hold on to things that happened in the past or we can accept them 
learn from them, grow from them, and not let them have this power over us. That is a choice that we have. It can feel defeating depending on what you're dealing with or you're trying to come to terms with. But at the end of the day, you can only control your well-being and mental health. And I think that's a beautiful thing because we have the power to grow and no one else can control that. It's up to you if you want to. And that's exciting for me. So and communicating proper, like healthy boundaries, what feel healthy boundaries to you to make sure you're protecting your energy and your emotions is also a way to practice emotional self-care. So that mean, can mean like saying no if you need to say no and you can't go to a last minute activity, whether it's with friends or family or your significant other. Just making sure the people around you that are, you know, in your life are clear about your boundaries. Try to step away from social media if you can. I think it's healthy to have a, the boundaries of social media. And if needed, also seek out therapy. I am a huge advocate for therapy. I've been to therapy. Therapy definitely helped me come to terms with things that I was holding on and um, resentful for. And I am grateful that I chose to, you know, accept, accept them. It was hard, but it's worth it because I want to be happy and have a fulfilled life. And I can't do that holding on to negative things and things in my past that, you know, are, have happened already. So social self-care is the next one. Pretty straightforward. That can be face-to-face or also virtual with friends, family. Just ask yourself, what are you doing to nurture your relationships? All types of relationships in your life. And this is a very personal way of self-care as well. I would recommend setting boundaries and planning can help you maintain your social self-care. So game nights with friends or Trivia nights. I used to go to a weekly trivia with my best friend and some some of our close friends. That was fun. Easy, low effort way to have some social activity, especially if you work from home or maybe you're like a parent and you just you need some friend time, a little bit of friend time. Plan it. Then it's easy to get it on the calendar, workout schedules, monthly things as well. I used to do a monthly dinner with with Rose, one of my best friends and we had seen each other a lot, you know, day to day. Then I moved jobs. We didn't live near each other. So we would do a monthly dinner. We'd find a location like in the middle to meet in the middle. And it was a great way to connect with her on a regular basis and helped us maintain our friendship, you know, continue to nurture it. So highly recommend monthly dinners. You can do that with family too and just have them be reoccurring so that way it's easy to keep it on the calendar and work around and you can always reschedule it if needed but i recommend just putting it on the calendar facetime with family or friends i'm a huge advocate of that i do that a lot with my family even though we're in california because you know people are on the go and my mom has baseball games to go to with my brothers social activities like kickball. I did that a few years. So just find ways that work for you to tap into your social battery and bucket and a cadence that works for you. There is no right way to approach this. I think the best way to approach this is just to check in with yourself, see if you are needing some social interaction, you know, and try to take steps to find that and make it happen. The next one is intellectual 
slash mental self-care. So, you know, learning something new that inspires you, expands your mind. That can be through books, movies, board games, video games, games on your phone that might challenge you, like brain teasers. I love those and help, you know, keep your mind honestly sharp. I love those apps and I'll include a couple in the show notes that I use. So I would ask yourself, like, are you doing anything to help you maintain like your mental, like intellectual health and keep that stimulated? If the answer is no, maybe you can find some ways from this podcast to try to apply. For me, TV time and like podcast time, like having dedicated time to watch my shows and listen to a podcast or even watch a stand-up. Marco loves watching. We both watch love watching stand-ups and comedy. We just watched one with Matteo Lane, who I highly recommend. We watched it on YouTube. So funny. Loved it. Uh, Michelle uh, Buteau. I think I'm saying her last name right. She's also a really great comedian. She has a few specials on Netflix. So there is lots of smart humor out there. So Find what works for you. Reading. I have I have people in my life that also love reading, audiobooks. And I love to listen to a podcast while I clean. I love cleaning. It's not for everyone, but doing a household task or and while listening helps pass the time. I'm also learning something new. So highly recommend that. You can apply that to many different things. Um, just putting like one headphone in. Enrolling in a class or courses, I've done that this year, like the art of side hustle. I've learned how to create a digital course. I'm, I'm working on my own course right now. So there are lots of free knowledge out there. Some of it costs money, but I've found lots of free knowledge as well. So, you know, just get out there and look for it. It's in your hands. And, you know, learning new skills, developing a skill you already have. For me, the podcast was something learning a new skill and it's definitely helped me with my intellectual and mental self-care. And I love it and highly recommend finding something, you know, whether that's painting, there's like paint by the numbers. I love going to color me mine. If you have one near you, there's those places where you go and you get to paint something and then, you know, you take it home. I just new expanding your hobbies and interests and then a mentor life coach i also wanted to share because if you need support and like an accountability partner and maintaining this on like another level that's okay and valid and there's lots of free information out there on social online people sharing for the greater good which i think is a beautiful thing you just need to look for it you know there's books as well so find what works for you. There is no one size fits all. So I wanted to share a variety of ways that you could tap into your intellectual and mental self-care. And to round us out is spiritual self-care. So this one I wanted to spend some time on, but anyone who knows me knows that I'm not very religious. Um, which is totally fine if you are, but getting in touch with yourself, making sure you're in tune with your like spirit, I think is important and having a sense of like meaning, like what do you want out of life? Do you feel connected with the universe? It sounds woo woo, but it's true. Like you are a person and being on this world. So it doesn't need to be religious, spiritual self-care. It can be meditating. There's breath work, there's yoga, journaling and self-reflection. Like 
dedicated time to self-reflect indoors, in nature, and religious activities falls in that as well. Just making sure you're in touch with your spirit, like really check in with yourself. And do you feel like you have like a sense of meaning? It doesn't need to be tied to a religious sense, but for me, my sense of meaning is I want to help people feel like their best selves and give them tools and steps and a play a community and place to do that and want to share my personal growth journey with everyone that's listening because I know firsthand how challenging it can be to take time for yourself and work on personal growth because I was in a totally like, I'm cool, chilling phase. I don't need to do anything. But, you know, I started reading some new things and opening my mind up. And then I just, I was like more and more and more and I'm growing and I am doing things that I have always wanted to do, but was nervous to do. And now I'm just doing it and living it and thriving. And I just, I want other people to feel this fulfillment and feel like their best selves if that is something that you're open to. And I think that just paying it forward is, you know, all I want to do. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It ended up being a little longer than expected, but I am totally fine with that because self-care is important. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.